Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. Hey, welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. I'm Brian Ott, and uh, glad you joined us this week. You know, last week I was discussing the differences between asset-based long-term care insurance plans and traditional long-term care insurance plans. Traditional long-term care insurance plans are what most people know. They've been around since the 1970s, and they work like our homeowner's insurance and our car insurance. We just pay a premium to have that coverage. We're an asset-based plan, relatively new. I mean, believe it or not, we've had asset-based plans out since uh, the late 80s, so 30-plus years now. It's just that most of them that we're working with today are new since 2010 because of some changes to the Pension Protection Act. So that's really brought a lot more carriers to the market with some new offerings. But the bottom line is both asset-based plans and traditional plans provide tax-free long-term care benefits Both plans pay for the same type of care and services, and both types of plans trigger the same way, meaning when you need your money, you're going to be either diagnosed with a cognitive impairment or you can't perform two out of six ADLs. That's going to what they call trigger a claim for your long-term care insurance. That's what defines the fact that you are now in a long-term care situation. So all that is the same. The main takeaway, and what I want you to understand, is that asset-based plans will pay you back if you don't use them, where traditional plans do not. And survey after survey out there, the reason why I bring this up is because they've done so many surveys and they say that, you know, people need long-term care insurance. It's a good idea. But the number one reason why people don't want to get it, because they don't want to pay for something they're not going to use, even though statistically... You know, the odds are stacked against us that we will use it. So, again, the asset-based plans will pay you back. And so that has made these asset-based plans very popular over the recent years, especially for people who were thinking about self-funding or self-insuring is what they call it. Because of the tax benefits, the guarantees, and that claim support, asset-based plans are just a better option than self-insuring. So as more people learn about these, we're starting to see the growth. In fact, that's where the majority of the dollars that go into long-term care insurance plans are going today is into these asset-based plans. But regardless of this, you know, there, there's a process to doing this. And when we design a custom plan for you, we are determining several factors. And the first factor that you have to figure out is, okay, do you want an asset base or do you want a traditional plan? So do you want a plan that's going to pay you back or if you don't really care about that? Or is a traditional plan better for you? So you're going to determine that right up front, asset base or traditional. The next factor we're going to look at is the total amount of coverage. And that's the dollar in the bucket of money. So again, long-term care insurance is a bucket of money. It's a bucket of cash. It's tax-free to us when we pull the money out of that bucket. And we're going to determine a couple of factors. Number one, how much money is in that bucket? Is it a limited amount like $200,000, $300,000? Or is it like my policy where it's unlimited? It's a bottomless bucket, which means I'll never run out of money to to take out for long-term care insurance. So that's what we call our total coverage amount. The next factor we're looking at is your total monthly benefit, which means how much money can I take out of that bucket a month? So you could have a bucket of money with a million dollars in it, and one policy might say you can take $2,000 a month out. One policy might say you can take $6,000 out or $10,000 a month. You determine that. You set that up up front, and that's going to determine what the cost is and the premiums, things like that. So again, how much money is in your bucket? How fast can you take that money out? We also look at how do we want that bucket of money to grow or do we want it to grow? And what I mean by that is if you're 50 years old and you take out a long-term care insurance policy, you might not use it till you're in your 80s. And so if you have, you know, $200,000 in your bucket and you can pull out 5000 a month, well, 20, 30 years down the road, that's not going to feel like a lot of coverage. And so we can put what we call a growth right, or they call it an inflation writer. And again, they're not tied to inflation. But what the idea is that it will keep up with inflation so that amount that you can take out of the bucket as well as the amount that's in the bucket is growing by a defined rate, like 3% or 5% every single year. So that's what they call the inflation rider if you put that on. 
And now we don't always do that for older people. A lot of times, especially the asset-based plans, it makes sense not to do the inflation riders because you're going to get more benefits back if you don't use the plan. Another thing we look at is how you will be paid when you go on claim. So that means I trigger my policy. I need help with two out of six activities of daily living or I've been diagnosed with a cognitive impairment, now I'm getting my money, is that money going to come back to me as a reimbursement policy, which is standard, meaning I, if I have that $6,000 a month of benefit, the insurance company, the caregivers will send in the bills, and the insurance company will reimburse up to your $6,000. So they'll pay directly to the caregivers. They'll pay, pay you back. It doesn't matter. Or the other option is there's three companies out there today that have an indemnity benefit, which is cash. It just means they're going to give you the full 6000 every month, and you're on your own. You, you figure out the billing, and you take care of everything. So you're going to determine that when you put a plan in place, when we're designing a plan. And, of course, we're going to design, we're going to figure out how do we fund your plan. Single payment on an asset base limited pay on an asset base, or over time, or on a traditional plan, most of those plans are just going to be paid out over time. I do have two companies out there now that are offering 10 pay, which means you can be paid up in 10 years. But rarely, if you're going to put that kind of money into a plan that quick, most people go with the asset base. But again, you have those options. So these are things that we're talking about when we design a custom plan. Today, I want to take some time and, and dig a little bit deeper into the actual process of getting a long-term care insurance plan in place specifically what the application and what the underwriting process is all about. So once we've designed that plan for you, we've gone through your numbers, we've gone through the, 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 your, your, your assets, your health, things like that, and we've designed a plan that we feel comfortable with. This is then the next step is we're going to consist um, or the next step consists of collecting your personal information, such as residence, you know, financial information and answering some health questions. So we have to get all that stuff put together in order to create what we call an application. And then we submit that application to the carrier. Once we submit that application, we are officially in what we call the underwriting process. Now, the underwriting process is a process that takes place after we submit your application to the insurance carrier, and it determines if you are eligible for the plan that you applied for. However, before we even start the design process, we need to determine eligibility for the different programs that are available out there. And without question, the main factor for, for, for long-term care insurance is your health. That is what determines your eligibility. So all insurance companies are going to look at your health. They're going to look at your health history. They're going to look at your current health. They're going to look at your current prescriptions. And they're going to determine whether you are eligible for that plan. However, there are also other factors that we must consider when determining if we can submit to a particular carrier. And <clears throat> I think a lot of people, we, you know, we tend to get nervous about the application and, and the underwriting process for good reason. And we're going to talk about that. I mean, the, 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 the unknown is so many people will call us. In fact, we just got a call last week from a, from a gentleman who said, you know, look, my, my wife has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I need to get long-term care insurance for her now. And he was very upset. And we were just talking to another person the other day. We were talking about, like, you know, explaining how the health underwriting process in, in works. And they were like, well, why does that matter? Why, why does that matter to the insurance company? And you have to think about it from a different point of view. If your house is already on fire and you call an insurance company, they are not going to insure you. Insurance companies, their main job is about mitigating risk. And what they're doing is using their actuaries. These are the really smart people that are sitting in the little private offices in the insurance company. They're just calculating all the numbers, and they're looking at the village, and they're saying, okay, out of a million homes, every year we know X amount is going to catch on fire. And they know that because... Within a range is because what they've been doing is studying that village for the last 100, 200 years. And so they can start to get these trends and they can start to see things that happen. And that's exactly what happens with long-term care insurance and health insurance. When we are looking at your health, the reason why they're looking at your health is because they know somebody with diabetes is probably going to have more issues than somebody without these certain conditions are going to expand and put somebody into a long-term care situation quicker. And so that's what the underwriting process is about. So a lot of people are saying, 
well, gosh, I don't, you know, and it's kind of funny. Some people that are taking, you know, maybe a, a cholesterol medicine and that's it. They think, oh, well, I, I might not be able to get insurance because I take this cholesterol med. Well, no, you're fine. But then we have the other extreme where people have, you know, we had a gentleman that had kidney cancer and he said, well, it's not that big a deal. People live with, for a long time with that. And so, again, the insurance company needs this information so they can compare it to their guidelines and figure this out. So that's what we're going to talk about uh, today. But first, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to explain how we use the pre-screen process and how the application process works and what you need to expect once we've submitted your application to underwriting. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in again. Um, So you just heard the ads. We've got a couple of classes coming up. These classes are live webinars, and so it's a great way for you to kind of get all this information uh, shoved together in a nice little format, and then I will answer your questions at the end of the webinar. And you can see uh, on our website at 525longtermcare.com, you can sign up for our classes. The classes are free, and folks, I will tell you right now, we do not spam you. We don't chase you down. What you're going to get from us when you sign up for that class is you're going to get a link for that time that you chose. So we either have it on Saturday the 12th or we have one on on Thursday the 17th. So you choose the date. You're going to get a link for that. And when the class starts, you click on that link and you can watch it in your browser. You can watch it on your smartphone and you can even type in and send questions in at the end and you'll see me there. It's a live webinar. So again, those classes are for February the 12th and the 17th. And by the way, they're the same class. So if you can't make one, you know, the next one's going to have the same information in it. And we try to do a couple of these every month because again, the whole idea with long-term care radio and five, two, five advisors is let's start with education. Let's understand the basics first before we go in and try to make a decision on whether a plan is going to be right for our situation or not. And that's what the webinars are, are trying to do. So today we're talking a little bit about, you know, the process of underwriting and how do you actually get a plan put in place? So we call it the application process. And the thing I want you to understand is that guidelines with the insurance companies vary. 
And this is very, very important to understand. So let me elaborate here for a second. Insurance company A may very well turn somebody down based on their health or even on a medication that they are taking. Company B may very well accept and approve that same person. So this is what we call the guidelines, and the insurance companies are going to determine their guidelines based on their history and their actuary science and the risk that they're trying to manage. And sometimes companies will, you know, these guidelines are in flux, and so sometimes they'll change. We get updates all the time. And you've probably gone through this. Like if you've ever tried to insure a car or a motorcycle, you see that it's widely different. Or even your house, like some insurance companies will come in and say, well, we are going to charge you more if you have a wood stove. If you have two wood stoves, like I have two pellet stoves. I run pellet stoves to heat my house. And the insurance company looked at that and said, no, we consider a pellet stove a wood stove. And if you have two of them, we will not even insure you. So that's the guidelines. So long-term care insurance companies do the same thing. So this is why we gather the initial information through what we call a pre-screen process. By gathering information from you up front, we can determine to the best of our, our ability, based on the information that's provided to us, we can determine which companies we can submit to. And it also gives us some of the information that we're going to need later for the application process. So in the industry, in the insurance world, we call this field underwriting. And I will tell you, field underwriting is just gathering information up front. So we're not just submitting an application and blind to the insurance carrier. Now, the information that we need is going to start off with age. Now, believe it or not, most insurance companies will have age limits, minimum and maximum. So we have some companies that don't underwrite anybody under 40. We have some companies that cut off as 30. Um, there were a couple of big ones like Transamerica used to underwrite all the way down to age 18 for long-term care insurance, and they got out of the private market. So there are some group policies out there that will go down to 18, but most of the companies out there are going to be in that 30 to 40 age on the minimum age side. And then the maximum age side is going to be in that 75 to 80 with most of the carriers. However, I do have one carrier that goes up to age 85 on an asset base. It's a savings-based plan. So again, that's why we start with that pre-screen. We got to know how old you are. So if, you know, the Washington State passed that insurance law last year and you had to have insurance or you had to pay a tax on your on your wages, well, if you were 17, there wasn't even a plan out there that you could get into with any of the carriers. So there's limits on both sides. So we're going to start with age. The next thing we're going to look at is your your height and your weight. And for example, on that, what we're looking at is is your the the uh, the build chart with the insurance companies put out. So some companies might say, hey, if you're six foot tall, you can go to 340 pounds. Another company might say, we'll underwrite you up to 280 pounds. And then believe it or not, there actually is a, a minimum weight too. We've run into that a couple of times where they're saying, hey, if you're, you know, you're six foot tall and you're under 130 pounds, we're not going to insure you. So again, we're looking at height and weight and each carrier is a little bit different. So that's part of the information that we're knocking out right up front. The next thing we're going to look at is medications. So insurance carriers have what they call knockout medications and knockout conditions. So what we're going to do is find out about your medications and any current conditions that you have. So if you have, for instance, if you're diagnosed with um, MS, most of the carriers are going to say, no, there's, there's just not a plan that we can do for that. I'm sorry. We are not going to take that risk on and underwrite that. Medications are very tricky. For instance, gabapentin. Gabapentin can now be taken for a lot of people will take that for pain. Well, some insurance carriers say, absolutely not. We will not underwrite you if you're taking gabapentin. Other carriers will look at that and say, well, if it's for pain management, we're going to look at the dosage. We will accept that. So we're going to look at medications and we're going to look at the conditions, your health conditions, anything you've been diagnosed with. And then finally, we're going to look at financial suitability. And this is something that throws people off. And the idea here is that if you're on Social Security, and that's it, that's all the money you have, and you don't have any other assets, long-term care insurance, there's not really any plans out there that are going to be, really be suitable for you because we can't afford to take you know, 20% or 30% of your monthly income and put it into an insurance plan. You will need that money to live on. 
And the same with the asset-based plans. If someone may say, I want an asset-based plan, but if it's your last $100,000 in savings and that's all the liquid assets you have, the insurance company is not going to allow you to put that $100,000 into an insurance plan because you just don't have the liquidity. You can't go in and get that money as easy as you can as you know if it's in the bank account. So we look at financial suitability, meaning does this plan make sense for your financial situation? So, you know, obviously we do all this before we submit the application to the carrier. It sounds like common sense, but but I'm going to be honest with you. You would be absolutely surprised at how many advisors out there still submit long-term care insurance applications blindly. And what I mean by that is without checking medications or conditions against the underwriter guidelines. And a sad statistic out there is one in three applications get turned down that, you know, so one in three people who apply for long-term care insurance in this country get turned down by the insurance carrier. And I'm going to point my finger straight at the advisors because the vast majority of the reason why they're turned down is for a medication or a condition. Like I just ran into a lady a few months ago that her prior advisor had applied to an insurance company while she was in physical therapy. She had had her knee replaced. All she was doing was going into physical therapy. Well, when you're still in physical therapy, the insurance company is not going to underwrite you. No, no insurance company is going to do that. They'll say, you know what, wait six weeks. We'll get a clear good to go from your doctor. They want to make sure there's no complications. Then they will under, underwrite you. So if that advisor would have just simply found out, said, hey, oh, you're in physical therapy. Okay, when are you out of that? Great. Let's hold off. Let's get the good to go from your doctor. Then we will apply for the insurance. She would have been approved. And the, the reason why I talk about this is because of the, you know, you do not want to get turned down. If you apply to an insurance company and you're turned down, if you try to apply again, one of the knockout questions with a lot of insurance carriers is, have you been turned down for long-term care insurance in the last two years? Because if you have, they will not even underwrite you. They don't want to underwrite somebody else's turned down. So it's a very serious situation for people. And think about it. The, the poor lady that got turned down when she was just getting her knee done, well, then she had to wait two years. So now she's two years older. The premium for the insurance is going to be more based on her age. And she also has two years where something else could develop that might make her uninsurable. So we take this very seriously. If you're thinking about long-term care insurance, Make sure your advisor is asking you these questions up front before you actually sign that application and send it into the insurance company. Okay, so we have all that information. Now the process, let's just talk quickly about how that works. How does the underwriting process itself work? Again, we're going to start with that pre-screen. We're going to get all that information. We're going to have a good idea of who we can submit to, and we're going to look at that. So once we have that, we're going to take that application Make sure that you fit within the guidelines for the companies that we're trying to work with. Then when we agree to submit your application, we're going to take that, submit it to the carrier itself. The companies will then go through their process to determine if you qualify for the coverage of the plan that you are asking for. This is called the underwriting process. The first thing the insurance company is going to do is they're going to do what we call an RX check or a prescription drug check. So they're going to pull up all your prescription drugs that you've been prescribed, that you're currently prescribed, and see if that matches up. Because again, they know some some prescriptions are for certain conditions, some vary, so they're going to want to see what you're taking. Um, They're going to do a phone interview after that in most situations and review your health, review the application. If you're, you know, over 65, you know, some, some companies go up to 70, but most of the time, if you're over 65, there'll be some cognitive review tests as well, too. So they'll ask you some questions during that phone interview. If they need to, they will get medical records. And if the medical records, if you haven't been to the doctor in, say, the last two years, which is very common now because of COVID, they might just require a face-to-face. So you don't have to go get a physical. They will send out a nurse out to you. They'll do a, a, a face-to-face exam. They'll get basically blood and urine so they can get what the, they call their lab work. Um, they'll take measurements if they need to if you're on the borderline. So they'll do all that stuff you know, right then and there. Now, once that information is gathered by the insurance company, they will then turn that file over to one of their underwriters who will then determine, A, you're approved as submitted, or you're approved at maybe a rated rate, so maybe a little bit higher rate than what you uh, you actually applied for, or they will deny the application. So that's the underwriting process. Hey, let's head into our next break, uh, break real quick. And when we come back, I will introduce you to Mark and Christy, our client of the week, who made a choice between two of our most popular asset-based plans. And I'll share with you how we came to that decision. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. 
providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. And, um, you know, if you ever miss any of this on uh, long-term care radio, you're in your car and you get part of it, you can always get the podcast at our website at 525longtermcare.com. Same place you sign up for one of our classes. Or you can ask your smart speaker to play it. Um, go to iTunes. They're out there. Um, our our production team puts the podcasts out there. I don't know how all that works, but I know you can find them. So anyway, um, at the bottom of the hour every week, we do a client of the week. And again, you know, this is my favorite part of the, the program, and I get a little bit worked up. But it's really just to give you, a, you know, a 10,000-foot view on how we put a plan in place for clients. And the idea is not the numbers. Don't write them down. One's not better than the other. It's how do we get to a program? What are some of the choices we have? And understand that there's lots of different programs out there. It's like buying a car. If you go out to buy a new car, there is a wide variety of vehicles out there. And one might work great for you if you're in the city and you need something small like one of those little tiny Fiat's or a smart car, that might be just ideal for you. But I tell you what, if you live out on the ranch and you, you got to tow things, that's not going to do you any good. So it's the same idea with long-term care insurance. We're looking at your situation and designing custom plans for you. So this week, I want to introduce you to Mark, who is 63, and his wife, Christy, who is 61. They came to us looking for long-term care options. Christy was retired, and Mark was planning on retiring soon. He um, was, you know, was in the works, didn't have the exact date set, but they were working on that. So they're trying to do some planning and things. Um, they have two grown kids and three grandchildren at this point right now. And their idea is to, like, yeah, spend as much time with their family as they can once they retire, and they're looking forward to that. Now, their concerns were not unique. They came to us because, number one, they did not want to be a burden on their kids. Number two, they did not want to burn through their savings in a long-term care situation. And a little background on this. The reason why this was important to them is because they had some experience. Christy's mom just passed away and left them some inheritance. Her mother passed away in an assisted living facility where she resided there for almost five years. And you know what? That's right what my grandma did. My grandma was down at the, in Alamosa in assisted living for nearly five years. So this is right there. Now, Christy's mother had long-term care insurance, which paid out over $350,000 for her care during that time, during that long-term care journey. So this was an eye-opener. This was, in fact... When they were settling the estate, Christy was settling her mom's estate, and Mike and Christy were looking at the numbers, they did the third grade math, and they realized just how much money it saved her mom, which ended up coming back to them, right? It it, it was like that was part of the joy of it. They're saying, gosh, mom had this insurance plan. If she didn't have this, she would have had to spend all this other money down. We would not have gotten as much inheritance. And so they saw, you know, again, that's the value. Everybody says, oh, I don't need my parents' money. I don't want it. But when you have it, you're like, well, gosh, now I can do something good with that and put that to work as opposed to mom just paying for care on that. So this was the eye-opener that really got them in. In fact, prior to that, Mark had just assumed he would be self-insuring. He said, you know, I think we had enough money. He didn't see the value in paying for insurance. He was like, gosh, I don't want to just keep paying these premiums for something that I'm not going to use. But he knew his mother-in-law had insurance, but just really never connected the dots. You know, it was just kind of taken care of. So it was when they were settling the estate and the attorney saying, here, here's what goes to you. They were like, wow, that's pretty cool. Because if she did not have the insurance, we would not have gotten that. So during the conversation with him, I found out both of them were in good shape physically. Um, So we had lots of options for him, which is always good. Again, your health is what determines your eligibility with these different carriers. Mark and Christy own their home. Um, they wanted to age in place if possible, meaning that they were, you know, 
wanting to plan to make sure that they could bring help in if they could and just age in their place, stay in their home for as long as they were. They were comfortable there. They had retirement accounts, which comprised most of their liquid assets. So that was the key. Most of their money was in 401ks. Christie did have a pension, however. They both would qualify for Social Security. They had some cash now, and they also just just got this inheritance. So this was money they were not expecting and this was part of the, the reason why Mark was looking at maybe retiring a little bit sooner and possibly just, you know, holding off for, you know, age 70 if they could for their Social Security. And so they were in pretty good shape financially. But what Mark had realized after going through this is saying, gosh, you know, the, 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 the fact that his mother-in-law had long-term care insurance is why they were able to get some more of this inheritance money. So, again, how do they leverage that now? They weren't counting on that. How do we leverage this data up to do the same thing? Protect our estate should we need care to our kids. And what really got Mark going, what they wanted from a plan was these new asset-based plans. He heard, he heard us talking about them and said, gosh, I like the idea of knowing that I can reposition some of this money. And if I don't use it, it's not wasted. It's going back to the kids. But remember, with a married couple, there's a 92% chance that a long-term care event is going to happen. That means, you know, it's about 70% is what they, they calculate from statistics nationally for a single individual. About You have about a 70% chance of ending up needing help from other people. But for a married couple, that number jumps up to 92%. So there's a pretty good chance that they will need some kind of long-term care services. And again, we don't know. It's just like a house fire. We don't know if it's a small kitchen fire or the whole house burns down. That's why you get insurance is you're trying to mitigate the consequences, the, the, the downside risk there. So anyway, we went through all this with them. Um, what they want from a plan was be great if they could get paid back. Um, they liked the idea of those asset-based plans. They wanted to put some of their inheritance money to work. They did not want payments in retirement, so they were looking maybe for an option where they could just come in and make a lump sum. Um, they wanted something that provided protection for the family and the estate, but would not be a waste of money. That was the key. Mark kept coming back to that. I don't want to waste the money. It's like, well, that's a tough argument. You know, is, is car insurance really a waste if you never get in an accident? Um, but anyway, I, I understood what he was saying. Christy wanted claim support. I mean, she was dialed in on this. She saw the difference with her mother in the assisted living facility and the people that did not have insurance and the struggles. And she talked to the manager and she said, you know, I want somebody on the other side of that phone so my kids don't have to deal with it. So she was really interested in a company that offered really good claim support, meaning the support that you're going to get when you are in that long-term care situation. And she wanted a plan that would pay for care in home, which, again, all of our plans that we offer pay for care in a home and assisted living and nursing homes and continuing care centers. It doesn't matter. So, again, she was okay there. And, again, meaningful coverage. That's what they really felt. They didn't want, you know, a policy that they were going to run out of in a couple of years. They really wanted something that was a little bit more meaningful. So, what we basically suggested for him is we looked at it and we said, okay, we want to look at some asset-based plans. And you have a single payment. We can do that. And I pulled up two of our top plans that we have, our, our two most popular programs. They agreed that when we we're looking at their assets, I said, how are we going to fund this? And they had the cash savings from the inheritance. And they agreed to they would deposit $225,000 into this long-term care plan. That was a number that they felt comfortable with. And so I said, fine, let's work backwards from that. So instead of trying to figure out a monthly benefit and for how long, let's take $225,000 and put that to work and see what we can get for you out of that single deposit. So that's what we did. And here's the options I came up with. The first option is our savings-based plan. This is a, probably our second most popular plan out there, and it's a fantastic plan. And here's how it works. We're going to take $225,000, deposit it with the insurance company. That's going to provide them an initial benefit of $675,000. So again, remember the bucket of money. They put two twenty-five dollars with the insurance company. Now they have $675,000 of long-term care insurance in their bucket. So three to one leverage just instantly tripled up their money they can each pull out seventy five hundred dollars a month until it's gone now the unique thing with this plan it's a savings-based plan is because of their age they're in their early 60s their money's actually growing the way the savings-based plan works is it earns interest so that two hundred twenty five thousand earns three percent interest the insurance company keeps some of that interest based on their age for the long-term care insurance 
And so when we look at this and we say, gosh, that 225000 if interest rates stay the same, well, down the road, that two twenty five is going to be 313000 and their long-term care is going to grow from $675,000 to $940,000 over 20 years. So it's got kind of this built-in inflation rider assuming the interest rates stay the same. If the interest rates go down, that 225 may not grow as fast. But bottom line is they're guaranteed $675,000 of insurance, but it could grow with because the interest rates actually they're earning more interest than the cost of the insurance has. So it's just one big bucket of money. They can each pull out $7,500 until they use the money up and then it's gone. That's a finite bucket of money. So it's a limited pay plan, meaning that it's going to pay out for a limited amount of time. So a real nice example, easy to put that money in. And by the way, if they don't use their money, that 225, let's just look at it here and say interest rates stay the same at year 10, the the value grows to 265. They could cancel that plan. They would get their $265,000 back. So they never lose their cash value. And if they use less than what they put in or what that grows to, they get that money back as well, too. The second option, asset-based plan with lifetime benefits. And here's how this plan works. It's a different carrier. We're going to deposit $225,000 into the bucket or to the insurance company. That's going to provide them a bucket of money that is unlimited. They can each pull out $7,240 a month or $86,877. Again, don't try to memorize these numbers. Just understand they each have $86,000 a year for long-term care insurance tax-free for an unlimited amount of time. However, because of the design of this plan, there's really no additional growth. If they don't use their plan, $241,000 is paid back to their estate. So still more than they put in. They put two twenty-five. they're guaranteed to get two forty-one back, which means if they use $100,000 of long-term care, the estate would get the difference. They would get $141,000 back. So they'll always get at least two forty-one dollars back. But should they need care for an extended period of time, this policy offers ongoing long-term care insurance that you can't outlive for both people. That's what we mean by lifetime benefit. This is the plan that I personally have for myself and my wife. So it's a little bit less per month, but it's unlimited amount of coverage. Now, additional features that this lifetime benefit plan has, caregiver training benefit. So they'll pay two times that monthly benefit or over 14, about $14,500. We'll just round it up for caregiver training. They will pay $14,500 for home improvement and medical equipment. And it's got a concierge-level care service, meaning that that's built into this plan. On the savings-based plan, we can still get those, you know, those care coordinator services lined up, but we have to go through a different party. This one's built in. So it's just got a few more benefits, bells, and whistles in it. However, again, the value of the policy is not growing over time. This is a static policy the way this one was designed. So the main choice here really came down to do they want a limited bucket of money that is going to be growing over time, or do they want a truly catastrophic, unlimited long-term care benefit with lifetime benefits? And that's really what they had to decide on. Same deposit going in. They're guaranteed to get more money back than they put in on, on both of the plans, basically. And in fact, even on the savings-based plan at the end of year one, if, if interest rates just went back to zero, because of the, the amount of interest they pay that first year they would still have $228,000 paid back, even if interest rates went back to zero. So so again, they're going to get more money back either way than they put into this plan. So what, what they really were choosing is they're saying, we're going to deposit some of this inheritance with the insurance company. What kind of benefit do they want? And what Mark and Christy really do after they reviewed this is they ended up going with the lifetime benefit. Christy felt more comfortable knowing that they had unlimited and for a 61 and 63-year-old, what I like about that is one of them could be in a car wreck tomorrow and get a spinal injury and be on claim for 15 or 20 years. That lifetime benefit's going to keep paying them. And then when the second person needs help, they would have a lifetime benefit as well, too. The cash savings plan, well, you could make an argument if you're on a normal long-term care journey of four to five years, it would give you more monthly benefit for those four or five years, but you also take the risk of running it out. And if both people can pull out of the same bucket, you really have to weigh that. I like the savings-based plans work really well when we have a single person because it gives us a minimum of six years of coverage. But for a married couple, one person could use you know four or five years and leave the other person with little or no long-term care insurance. With the lifetime benefit, we avoid that. So it gives us a really nice, robust 
catastrophic plan. And the fact was that Mark really pointed out, which made sense for him. It's like, look, we have other assets. We're going to have our Social Security. We got the wife's pension. This isn't going to be the only source of money we have when we're in a long-term care situation. And so now they just have another lifetime pension behind it on the lifetime benefits. There was, it wasn't a right or wrong answer on their choice. But what I wanted to show you this week was that we have some great options out there. And for some people, they love those savings-based plans. They're stupid simple. They can get their money back. You can even access some of the money along the way. The other option is the lifetime benefits provides true catastrophic coverage. So you get to make that choice. So just a fantastic plan. And this is really kind of the process that we went through with them. So we're going to uh, take a quick time out. I'm going to come up from air, get a little bit of coffee. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the things that you need to consider when you're putting one of these plans in place. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. Hey, and welcome back. Uh, again, you just heard a couple of ads, and uh, don't uh, don't be shy about signing up for one of the, the classes. The classes are just... The reason why we do it is we really believe at 525 Advisors that we want to start with education. You know, if you call us up and say, how much does long-term care insurance cost? That just tells me that you're not educated yet. So we really want to get you in what it is, how it works, what your options are, what it pays for, what the government pays for, the difference between asset-based and traditional. We're going to cover all of that in this little 45-minute webinar, and then I'm going to answer your questions, and I will tell you the questions are the best part about this class. That's why we do them live. It's because somebody might ask a question that triggers a question for you. You type it in, and I'm going to be able to get that to you, and everybody learns from each other, so that's why we do that. So again, the 12th and the 17th uh, times are on our website. We're going to be basically at um, 9 a.m. Mountain Time on Saturday morning and uh, 4 p.m. on Thursday. Um, so look for that. That's Mountain Time. And again, we'll send you the link once you sign up. So, you know, I got to tell you, I just got back from doing one of my favorite things in the whole world, and that was skiing. Uh, last week, I got to go out to Snowmass. We have a little ski trip with the boys uh, every week. And 
just glorious weather. The snow was good, um, still nice and crisp, but the uh, sun was out every single day. And um, I just, I really loved that. I grew up skiing down at Wolf Creek, which is a little uh, ski area in southern Colorado. And so getting on some of those bigger mountains, I just absolutely love it. But I'll tell you, after uh, four days of not eating the best food with the boys, I'm back to some... My wife made me some flaxseed muffins, and I'm uh, I'm eating like two of those a day, popping them down like M&Ms. Got to get get the system up and rolling. So um, I had a wonderful time. So we just finished up talking a little bit about, you know, Mark and Christy trying to choose between one of these asset-based plans. And the nice thing for them is they came in and they said, well, we know how we want to fund it. We just inherited this money, and we're just going to reposition this. And the idea for them was we weren't counting on this money anyway, and look what it did for us. We're going to do the same thing for our kids. We're going to protect our assets. And we're going to put that money to work so hopefully we can leave our estate to our kids as opposed to spending it down on long-term care services. And so some of those things you need to really consider is, you know, what would you do, you know, if you don't have a plan? I I always look at these people and I always say, what would you do? Let's just assume that long-term care insurance is not available. What do you do if you don't have a plan? And a lot of people will then, well, I guess I would spend this, I would spend that first. And so that can always give us a starting point off on like how we can fund a plan. Other things we always want to consider is family history. One of the things that was very important to Christy was the lifetime benefits because she had some family members that had cognitive impairments and Mark did too. And so they looked at that and said, gosh, that could happen. And if you get early onset Alzheimer's, you know, it could be a nightmare. You could run right out of any, you know, five-year insurance policy. So having the lifetime benefits was very important. And you also always want to consider what other resources are you willing to spend? You might not need $10,000 a month for long-term care insurance. Maybe you can get by on 5000 or 7000 because you have other resources like pension or Social Security that's going to just keep coming in while you're alive, but there's really nothing you can pass on, meaning that you know your Social Security, when you die, you don't get to pass those monthly payments on to the kids. And the same with your pension. Your pension's just going to stop. So we always want to look at that. And I will tell you the last thing that everybody should really consider, it's probably the most important out there, is... How is the family set up right now? What is the family dynamic? Who are you going to have the biggest impact on if you end up in a long-term care situation? So I'll just tell you, I came back from skiing with all some of my dearest friends. I've known them for over 30 years. And, you know, we all went to college together. And here we're all at that point where our parents are aging. And the stories now are starting to talk about the problems and the struggles that we're having taking care of family. And I've got two, two, two good friends right now that both have family members with cognitive impairment and their world is just falling apart because you got to remember for that adult that has the cognitive impairment, they, you know, they see things completely differently. They're, they're not, you know, rationalizing things like you are. They're not using the logic like, mom, it's time for us to move. We have to move you to assisted care because you haven't bathed in a week. I can't come over here every day. Da, da, da. They don't care about that. And so a lot of it is it's it's just such an emotional burden and a physical burden on the people that you care about. And it's not about money in a lot of these situations. So long-term care insurance, I think the biggest mistake people make out there still to this day is they're setting they're looking at it from a money point of view. Well, I have enough money. I don't need to worry about it. Well, it's not money. It's who's going to help you out. Who's Who do you call? And you know, my analogy that I used, you know, is my house burnt down when I was 10 years old. And we had those recent fires outside of Superior. And I was just looking at a YouTube video on that. Somebody had flown a drone over and it just made my heart sink. I just, I've, I've been there and I thought, oh gosh, you know, it was just a foundation left for these poor people. Now imagine that, that, that you call your insurance company and they show up with a, with a, a, a sack full of money and they drop it off on, on your front porch and say, hey, thanks for being a client. And they drive away. You know, you've got a lot of problems, and that's exactly what happens in these long-term care insurance situations. Now, yeah, you got this, the, the duffel bag full of money to rebuild your house, but, but you've got a lot of other issues, and that's what people forget about in these long-term care situations. Number one, who do you call? 
I mean, if you're a home builder and that's what you do for a living, oh, you're okay. Sure, take the sack full of money and you go off. But most of us aren't home builders. So we're struggling. How do we get a permit? How do we find a contractor? How do we know the contractor's not ripping us off? How do we keep the contractor on schedule? How do we know that they're actually building it to code? On and on and on and on. How do we go get the subcontractors? And, and off it goes and all these things and, and making sure that they're doing all that right. That's the same thing in a long-term care situation. You've got different medications. You've got different therapies. You've got to find a place for mom. Is this the right place for mom? How do we manage her? And a lot of people are always going to be reaching out, calling you and saying, hey, you need to make this decision because your mom can't make it. So that's the point I say is that with these long-term care plans, what moved our client of the week over to the lifetime benefit was really the claim support, that concierge level service. She wanted that. She wanted to have an 800 number to call to have her, that her kids could call to take that pressure off and say, look, you know what? Don't worry about it. We know how to get the contractor. We know how to get your house rebuilt. We know how to do all that stuff. And you go pick out the color of the carpet and the paint and the things that you, you want to do. And right. So that's very, I mean, to me, when we talk about long-term care planning, I always laugh because people say, well, I have enough money. Why would I get long-term care insurance? It's like, well, you haven't been through an experience. You haven't had your phone ring at 3 o'clock in the morning from an assisted living facility telling them that your mom is like just having a problem and you need to come down there. You know, you haven't had to go through those kind of things. And so that's one of the big things that we really want to stress to people is when we're trying to put a plan in place, think about who you care about. Think about the magnitude of some of these situations and who is really going to fill the burden. You're going to be getting the care one way or the other, whether it's, 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 it's from your own personal funds that are paying for somebody to provide that care or whether you're on the Medicaid system because you're broke. You're going to get the care. It's your loved ones that are going to be managing and having to deal with that if you don't have a good plan put in place. So, Again, um, sign up for one of our webinars. We've got two coming up in February the 12th and the 17th. They're free. They're just a great way for you to kind of find out a little bit about how all this works. And um, we will, you know, send you out a copy of our book, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning, when you attend, which answers a lot more questions and has examples in it. And we will be back next week with another new show. Have a great week. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.